0: Welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Insiders Podcast. It's time to learn from Ryan and Lucas how to become a short-term rental property host and start a successful vacation rental business. Get ready to learn and be the best host you can be. And now your hosts, Ryan and Lucas. hey this is Ryan this is Lucas back again another episode of vacation rental insiders we're doing a little follow-up today aren't we yeah we are our last episode that posted was about uh, some somewhat about unique stays and I had told our listeners that I was about to head out of town I was down in Orlando visiting you on my way out and my next stop was the US Virgin Islands which I went to was awesome Um, I had an Airbnb reserved there, and then I had multiple other Airbnbs at other cities back in, in Florida and in the Keys as well. So we just thought it'd be fun to kind of share some of those experiences. Plus, Lucas has some experiences as well staying at Airbnbs out of the country, right? Yep. Yes, I Where didn't. did you go?
1: I went to the uh, Dominican Republic on the north side of the island, so okay. a little bit more secluded than normal tourist areas of Punta Cana and then I So stayed the in, south side is, is more Yeah, uh, that's like Cancunish. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And so tourist the, heavy. Yeah, what would that be? The 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 west side is like New York. Okay. Santo Domingo looks like <laughs> okay. miniature New York. So uh, and then I stayed in Tulum in an Airbnb off of the um hotel resort area. Okay. So not near that, but and uh,
0: that's south of Cancun.
1: Yes. Okay. Yep.
0: Very good. Very good. So we got a little experience we'll share um, for to follow up on our last episode. I talked about a place I had booked in the Virgin Islands, and it wasn't really a place at all, was it? No. <laughs> I booked yeah. a tent, guys. Um, it, it's one of the most unique things I've seen. I shopped the entire islands, hotels, resorts, and Airbnbs, and I saw what was available on St. John, um, which of course is where the U.S. Virgin Islands National Park is. Um, St. Thomas is great, um, but that's not where I wanted to be because I'm on a mission to see all the national parks. There's 63 of them, if you're wondering, and as of right now, I'm 41 down, so I've got a few to go. Um, but the Virgin Islands was one of them, um, and of course the Virgin Islands is a territory, not a state, um, so it's it's kind of out of the country, but it's it's in the U.S. National Park system when it comes to the national parks, so... Anyway, what I found out was that there was um, an extreme shortage of properties to rent anywhere near the actual park. Uh, Everything is kind of on the shoreline, uh, facing uh, St. Thomas, and quite spendy. And that really didn't do much for me. It didn't really like it didn't turn me on to stay at a really fancy hotel on a beach um, because I'm kind of more of a Get me somewhere where I'm a little bit more secluded, kind of traveler. You know, I'm not really trying yeah. to be urban traveling when I'm on an island. If that makes sense, um, trying to get out, trying to be away from people. Um, you know, that, that that's not to say that I won't travel in, in an urban area. I absolutely will. I also went to Miami on that trip. And I stayed in some urban areas. I'll tell you about those in a minute. <laughs> Crap shooting in that area when you book a B&B. <laughs> yes. But uh, anyhow, so when I was shopping around and I was looking at what was available, and especially in the Airbnb realm, there was a lot of people that were basically building, uh, for lack of a better term, they're building little shacks and huts onto their house. Their homes, you know, you'd look at them, and I'm not trying to be an arrogant American here, Uh, The homes were not great to begin with. They weren't host-ready, in my opinion, and they weren't at the level of hosting I would would have, if that makes sense. I'm not trying to be rude. But even the houses themselves were not even up to the snuff, and then they were attaching little lean-to's, essentially, saying, hey, you have access to our bathroom, but this is your bed on a platform on the side of our house. And there would be literally, I'm not making this up, there would be, like, tarps for a roof over you. Oh wow! Yeah, it's kind of like eh, I don't want to stay there. So I ended up digging, 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 and I found in the park grounds there's there's this interesting mix of where there's actually residential and commercial properties that must have been zoned and built on pre park designation. Gotcha. So you're you're in park territory, but there's developed areas with mm-hmm. with bars and restaurants and commercial spots and residential. And so anyway, there's this really neat little bar um on a hill called neptune's lookout and the owners of the bar own all this property kind of uh, down this slope and up a hill uh that's still attached to them and there's actually a frisbee golf course uh on the property as well um and they took it upon themselves to pitch a bunch of tents on the hillside and it actually overlooks cinnamon bay um and then from there you can obviously see saint thomas off in the distance it's a beautiful overlook but you're literally just renting a tent.
1: Genius idea.
0: Yeah, and like I mentioned in the last episode, the listing was very comical and entertaining to read because as a host, and you know this as well as I do and all of our listeners, you guys will know this as you get going, it is a precarious um, it's dangerous to assume that your guests will actually listen and, and and read your whole listing. Yeah. They're very bad at that. Okay. Yes, they are. Uh, Lucas and I employ a tactic where we follow up with certain prospective guests with a long-winded message saying, please confirm, yep. you've read the whole listing, or I'm not going to approve your booking. <laughs> it's like a, pre- a prerequisite, like, hey, hi, I see you have no reviews. Oh, you made your, you made yeah. your, uh, your, your account last month. <laughs> Tell me you've read this listing and, and, and prove it to me. <laughs> it's almost like we should put a code word in the middle you know, abracadabra or something right in the middle. <laughs> like, what was the word on line 33 well, of paragraphs? Well, as a seat? pilot, we
1: get, the, we get the automated terminal information system coming into an airport, and so they read you all this information, and then it says, tell the tower that you've received information whiskey, and that code name changes every hour. Perfect. And so when, Forces you, call, you, to listen. when you call ATC, they go, you know, you tell them what you want, and you say, I have information.
0: I love that. I love that. That's, that's spot on, spot on. So anyway, this the uh, this this host, uh, as I said, it was entertaining reading their listing because it was, it was so abundantly clear what you are and are not renting. They were like, look, it's it's a tent. Bring your own sleeping bag. Even you're literally just getting a tent. Do not expect anything else. And they did have on the property. They did have a restroom. It had running water and a stool. There is an outdoor shower, which is essentially a hose attached to a, a bracket. <laughs> you know, it reminded me of my uh, volunteering stint in the Bahamas a couple of years ago. It was the exact kind of shower setup. You're literally standing on a wood plank with with tarps around you on on three sides with a removable tarp for a door. <laughs> and that's it. I'm dead Wonderful. serious. And it, you know, it's cold water. Have fun. <laughs> Make sure it's a warm day when you shower. That's, that's all the best you can do, otherwise you're getting a cold shower. So those were the facilities they had. There was a grill sitting out there and kind of a faux little outdoor kitchen, which was cool. I didn't use that, but um, I, I think one of the lines in the listing was something to the effect of, um, imagine you were hiking through the woods, and you stumbled upon a clearing in the woods where there happened to be a tent set up. That is what you're running. <laughs> bring everything else <laughs> so that's, that's what I did when I when I left your place which I, I actually road trip from Minneapolis to Orlando and once I was at Lucas's place I, I took apart all my things and put together uh, two backpacks my large one and a small one and um, I, I got on the plane with a backpack and I went with all my hiking gear all my camping gear everything except a tent and um, it was really easy once I got on st. John to hop on a, uh, a taxi uh, which is like a it's like an Uber. What's what's the Uber with a, a group like uh, the the Plus or something? What do they call it?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't use Uber very often. Yeah, I don't use the big ones enough. Yeah. <laughs> I use Uber, but I, Uber I, X. I,
0: Uber X, that's it, right? So they, and then like uh, back in the day, there used to be something called airport shuttle. It was a blue van with yellow lettering. I don't know if they have them around anymore, but you used to book, and so this big passenger van would show up in front of your house, and there'd be already like eight people in it, and then you'd get in. And you'd pay your small fee, it'd be way less than a taxi. This is back way before we were. And then you drive to the airport with your group. Everybody was going to the same central location, the airport. Yeah. This is how this taxi works. <laughs> so at yeah. the dock, you get off the ferry and there's multiple pickup trucks with these bench seats built over the truck beds. You just get on and every single one of you just holler where you're going. And these guys, every one of these drivers has like like a, an amazing memory. <laughs> Without fail. He just starts making a route starts dropping, 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 dropping. And eventually you get to your location You go, all right, next person. <laughs> there you That's are. And it, it's seven whole dollars, seven bucks. That's You're expensive. basically getting anywhere on the Island for seven bucks. Big spender. Yeah, it was awesome. So, um, anyway, but the tent was great. Um, as a tent is concerned, it was great. Uh, I had all my sleeping bag, my air mattress, everything else. So I was, I was cozy enough. Um, but I spent like, uh, four days hiking and, and exploring the Island and, uh, the neat thing about that was being being in an, in a national park that was on an island like that, half of that island of course is heavy tourism, you know. And every beach you went by is just filled with people, you know, and there's kids screaming and music going and people drinking and doing their thing and that, that's all fine and good. That's that's someone else's vacation, that's not mine. Yeah. Um i I'll, I'll someday I'll probably have kids and a family and We'll go to an island somewhere like that and we'll, we'll humor the children and watch them play in the sand. But that's not my vacation right now. So what was neat about the U.S. Virgin Islands is that I was able then to uh, hike from my campsite. I hiked about um, five miles down the road or whatever, less than that actually. And then from there, um, I could go either way and I was still in the actual park territory. And I took uh, about a six-mile hike downhill. Uh, from the, the peaks where the main road is through the island, and I was on a beach uh, that was about uh, two two miles of, of beachfront um, that was vacant because you had to hike to get there. There's nobody there. And yeah. I had it to myself. There was like there was this other beach, like part of the park, and this couple like swam over and then swam away. But other than that, there was not there was not one more human being with me, and I was just hanging out on the island reading books and just hanging out by myself. Um, you can't get that without being in an environment um, conducive to solitude like that. And the hike was amazing. I mean, it was it was one of the best hikes I've ever been on. It was
1: like the Dominican Republic for me. You know, the north side of the island just got 24-hour power like two years ago. So <laughs> they don't have and a lot of the Pretty resorts. Pretty rustic. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the resorts 10 years ago went out of business when Germany left the Dominican Republic um, and left their military and went mm. back. And all those decayed into nothing, right? Okay. So the, the building I stayed at was a brand-new building built – uh, at the end of 2019 and they'd only sold four condos before covid hit and so mm-hmm. nobody bought the, the island lockdown and uh, the country lockdown and nobody bought any of those condos so when i went and stayed i was the only person staying there now for those of you who go stay out of you know the country and you know specifically a whole nother country uh you know i was in a town called Cabarete in the dominican republic on the north side an entirely private beat i mean there was other there, there was like no people like, there's other houses and stuff, but, like, nobody there. Nice. And so there was, like, stray dogs running around on the beach yeah. that were super friendly and wanted you to pet them. Common
0: theme in every island I've ever been to is stray dogs. Stray I dogs galore. It. And cats. And it's funny because they all have
1: their, like, territory. Like yeah, yeah. They'll bark at another stray yeah. dog that's on their territory. But <laughs> I get up in the morning and I'm staying in, and you know, again, this is probably, like, a 30-unit oceanfront complex. And nobody's there, so I have the pool to myself. Every, this whole building's to myself. And, nice. uh, you know, the my security guard carried around a machete and a shotgun. That's Um,
0: weird. You mean like that was building security?
1: He would like constantly take down, yeah, there was one security guard that would change over, and uh, during the day, no, but at nighttime, the guy that was there at night would have a shotgun with him. (laughs) And, uh... And that's a common theme, even, even in Tulum where I stayed in the, all, all the Azama community, mm-hmm. they had firearms with them as well. Mm. You know, in, 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 Mexico, all the police carry assault rifles. Yeah. 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 Like it's, like it's, that's their pistol mm-hmm. as an assault yeah. rifle. So, yeah. um, he carried around a shotgun. He just looked like your gated community security guard yeah. with, a shotgun. with a shotgun and he had a machete. So he kept, he kept cracking open coconuts. He would take <laughs> this big hook and take them off the tree. He'd go to the roof and grab it and watch it go fall down. And then he'd bring it to me. And I didn't want it. But he'd be wanting me to tip him.
0: Well, like, you weren't you weren't allergic to coconut milk or anything,
1: were no, you? No, no, okay. I drank it. But eventually I was like, no, 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 I don't want any more of these. Stop bringing them to
0: me. We good, bro. We good. We don't we good. need any more coconut water. I appreciate it. But yeah,
1: so, you know, if you get somewhere that's private like that, it's it's super awesome to, you know, yeah. just go kind of hang out on your own. Absolutely.
0: And... That does sound like a great uh, Airbnb experience, especially if um, if by chance a person had like a significant other and they really, truly wanted to get quiet time alone oh yeah that would be freaking ideal you know um of course my my idea of a good significant other is someone who would hike with me and camp with me like that as well i think i I think i found a girl who would do that pretty
1: sure she probably would
0: (laughs) just kidding she knows who she is (laughs) but yes that's uh that's definitely uh definitely a great thing for uh getting away with someone if you're not into the resort style you know vacationing a lot of people are that's your thing um and and then of course on the flip side of it there's there's also the luxury rentals and versus the the rustic rentals or the solo rentals, um, of course you you're the host of many of those you know you know what that is yep. that's 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 not that impressive to you.
1: I'm always I mean, amazed at what I see in other countries what they're renting their properties for compared to what I rent mine for and I'm just like either I'm like wow that's super underpriced or wow, that's super overpriced. It's never like, wow, that's a good deal. Right. It's either one or the other. And it's right. like, and I, but I have a benchmark for what I compare mine to. And I'm like, like most of the time though, it's like super overpriced. I'm like, people pay for that? And these people have like seven, eight reviews. And I'm like, maybe I'm under a
0: There's a chance that's a person who's not really um, experienced yet. And, you know, I mean, I could sit here and launch in another 15 minute episode here about, about the pricing and the intelligence of, of a high price right out the gate. I think a lot of that is a new host who just got on the platform and doesn't know yet that it is, there's a sweet spot where you can stay full at a good number rather yeah. than stay at a high number and be a 30% occupancy. Yep. Do the math, folks. Get your spreadsheet out, figure it out. Beds, you know, heads in beds, they say, right? I mean, you got to get heads in beds. That's where you make your money. Um, if you're cleaning, people are reliable and are trying to make a living. You need to turn them as well. Yep. If your cleaning person's only coming by once or twice a month, you're not important to them. I promise you. If they're coming by four times a month, five times a month, six times a month, you become part of their life and their livelihood. Yep. And they like you because you're helping them make money. Okay. Um, I almost turned down a four month long reservation at one of my properties because that particular listing has one dedicated cleaning person that does not clean any other properties for me. I almost turned down that reservation because of my cleaning person. I cleared it with her. I said, "Hey, if you lose most of this summer to one guest, and I don't see you for three or four months, is that okay? Are you going to be all right?" And she said, "That's fine. I'll see you when they're when they're gone." I literally cleared it with my cleaning person. Now, obviously, my pricing was just just right, and that person booked you know uh, a bunch of days because they, they felt like it was reasonable. Yeah. Um. But there's there's that consideration: is is do you want you know five guests a month rather than one because you were so arrogant about your pricing? You know. Anyway, like I said, could launch into a whole other episode. Yep. That was an extra minute and a half of bonus material that had nothing to do with us staying at other Airbnbs. Um, so now we have we have let this episode run its course, and we have gotten to the duration of this episode. We got through a couple of stories. I've got some follow ups to this as well. So check the next episode for some of the other stays that um, I've been at and Lucas has been at. We're gonna we're gonna give our feedback and some other folks at Airbnbs. All right, sound good? Sounds good. All right. In the meantime, do all the things you're supposed to do. Check us out on Instagram, Vacation Rental Insiders. Find us on Facebook if you want, and then. Um, like and subscribe don't ever forget that as well in the meantime be the best host you can be and go get that money go get that money thanks for listening to the vacation rental insiders podcast please remember to rate us so other smart people just like you can find us and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode until next time be the best host you can be